0: Since I last talked to Bart Shore in this podcast 12 years ago, he's moved to North Carolina and he is still busy working in radio. And you can listen to Bart's first interview at podcast.radiogirl.us. You're one of my early um, people on this podcast, you know, that I've been doing for many years. And I think I interviewed you like over 10 years ago. So, what has happened since? And I think I interviewed you like you know in 2010. So, what's been happening?
1: Well, a lot. Um, let's uh, review where I was back in 2010. And that would be doing the traffic of the morning on WBBM, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. And a funny thing happened along the way where I was uh, excused from WBBM after 17 years of service to the station because the provider to the traffic was Total Traffic where I worked. And CBS did not renew the contract. And so I was out of a job on WBBM after 17 years. Yes. And I yeah. wasn't the only one that happened to it. It happened to a whole bunch of us. Uh, there was some, I thought, some deceitful things going on at the time where um, they were getting ready to do the renewal process of WBBM with total traffic. And before that happened, the bosses... Went to all the key people, not just in Chicago, but across the country, because it was a nationwide contract that they were renewing. And they went to the key people, and I was one of them, and they said, Hey, you know, you're doing a great job. We love what you do. And, you know, because of that, we're going to give you a 15% raise, 10% today, 2.5% next year, and 2.5% the following year. How's that sound?
0: Sounds really like,
1: good. You're going to give yeah. me a 15% raise? Wow, that's great. Finally getting some recognition for what I'm doing here because, you know, WBBM was the number one traffic station in Chicago at the time, I think it still is. And um, you know, I was the morning guy, you know, the key guy doing traffic there. I thought, "Wow, finally some recognition." Well, it really turned out it wasn't any recognition for me. It was just their way of going to CBS and saying, "Hey, look, if you don't resign with Total Traffic, you can't have Bart shore. You can't have Bonnie green. You can't have Eric Brown. You can't have Chris Hobbermill. All these people just like me got 15% raises, but they didn't tell us why. And CBS at the time said, you know what? We don't care <laughs> too bad. We're not going to take those people. Um, if we don't get those people, we don't get those people. You know, that's the way it goes. There was a guy at, um, uh, new york station 1010 winds i believe it was he had been doing the traffic there for 30 years it was a similar station to bbm but in new york city and was the same guy you know over and over and over just like me i'd been there 17 he'd been there 30 and they said we don't care we don't we don't need this guy we'll do what you know we want to do without these people and we're not renewing with total traffic and they did their own thing and so um, I guess it's about five years ago now, I uh, haven't been on BBM. Had I not signed the three year deal, I would still be on BBM this very day probably, but I signed a contract. And so I was under their spell and, and couldn't go to BBM when BBM didn't renew the contract with total traffic.
0: It was okay, really- well, let's say this is allegedly because, I mean, how do you, did they actually say that to you or is that what you're just concluding?
1: That's, that's what happened. I mean, that's okay, so what happened.
0: Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you got the raise and then they went to these places and then you aren't on the air. Yeah. Back. And
1: they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't let me out of my contract. In fact, I asked, uh, the, the guy who was in charge of all this, I said, I would like to be released from my contract so I could go to WBBM. He said, that's not happening.
0: But you're still working in radio, of course. I mean, it sounds like you're really busy.
1: Well, yes, I'm working for total traffic. I'm still one of their key people on the air and, uh, I'm on a bunch of different stations. So, um, you know, one thing leads to another. And um, right now I am doing the traffic of the morning for Melissa Foreman on her show, WLIT, 93.9 FM, which uh, also turned into a weekend shift for myself on the station. And ironically, 93.9 WLIT, that's where I started in Chicago, Mm. uh, 1985, that is, uh, on WLAK. Ninety-three point nine. I started there, songs to sing along with, and I was the disc jockey overnight. Before I ever thought about doing traffic, I was a DJ and I was on WLAK, and so now it's full circle. Now I'm back on WLIT, which is ninety-three point nine, similar format really. And uh, uh, Saturday night I'll be on from eight to midnight playing tunes. Nice. Tomorrow morning I'll be doing the traffic with Melissa.
0: So now, so you're doing traffic now, and you're a music. DJ. Yes. And that is really cool.
1: I actually took that uh, to another step and I got a hold of um, this guy that's in charge of iHeartMedia, all the different stations around the country. And I said, Hey, I'd like to introduce myself to you. He goes, you don't have to, I know who you are. Oh, okay, cool. Well, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to do fill in on your stations around the country if possible. And he said, okay and before you know it i was on like five or six different stations around the country doing fill-in work on the weekend one of the stations whcn in hartford connecticut another one was in uh, minneapolis cool 108 i believe it was uh i was on in salt lake city seattle washington albuquerque i've I've been all over the country for iheart media doing various fill-ins here and there so that's been kind of fun too yeah and I, do I all from my home all from home,
0: yeah, and where is your home
1: now? well, that's a good question because um with the pandemic going on um I guess it was two years ago may, we started working from home and I was living on the northwest side in Logan square and my wife and I always wanted to move to North Carolina we've been coming to North Carolina for over twenty years she's got a couple of brothers that live here and uh her her parents lived here and it was just a great place to come to 700 miles from Chicago. And one day we said, you know, we're going to, we're going to live there. And so it happened a year ago, May, I met with my boss, Rick Cervaca. And I said, Hey Rick, uh, you know, we're working remotely from home. He goes, yeah. I said, what if home was 700 miles from here? Would that be a problem? And he kind of looked at me with a hairy eye and went, well, I guess. We'll see how that goes. Well, we've been here since August. It'll be a year in August, and I've been working remotely from here. And that's no different than working remotely from my home in Logan Square. So the only thing I can't do in Chicago right now is fill in work for NBC5, which I had been doing in The Chopper, which I do dearly miss. But, uh, you know, I'm down here working every day, same exact stuff that I was doing in Chicago, except I'm in North Carolina.
0: Well, what was the chopper like? I know we talked about this several years ago, but it seems really cool. And I remember you told me about some grisly things you saw from the chopper, but why'd you like it so much?
1: Well, I like going up in the chopper with this.
0: Nice. My
1: camera. And I like taking aerial pictures all around the region because I enjoy that a lot. I had the distinction, I don't think many people have this distinction, but I also, before working for NBC5 as fill-in, I filled in for Chris Habermill in Chopper 2, CBS 2. And back in the day, the anchor was Lester Holt, who's now mm-hmm. on NBC. Wow. Well, guess what? His son, Stephen Holt, is on Channel 5 in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I had the distinction of getting a toss from Lester Holt and his son, Stefan. I don't think anybody else has that distinction.
0: But that so uh, flying around uh,
1: in that helicopter, oh, what, a, what a great gig. Totally wonderful.
0: Yeah. And what is the most interesting thing you saw other than the grizzly things? That's sort of interesting. That's in a twisted way. But what about what's the most beautiful thing you saw from the chopper?
1: Sunrises, sunsets over Chicago. Just doesn't get any better than that. Just gorgeous. And with the skyline the way it is, oh, just beautiful and the lakefront you can't beat it it's just a privilege to have the right to do that all these years
0: well i know that a lot of people it just seems like a lot of people either want to move to north or south carolina or they've heard good things about it so i mean how does it compare to chicago
1: well one thing that's missing the restaurant scene and (laughs) hot dogs don't find them here okay but um you know, Italian beef. I miss that a lot, too. I don't have yet to see that. And a lot of places here are closed on Sunday and Monday. So it's kind of hard to find a restaurant sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's decent enough food. And I'm not worried about, you know, missing too many meals. Doesn't happen.
0: So back to the radio thing. I know in the in the podcast originally, um, we talked a lot about your career. But now that your tenure is on, what are some things that you've learned over the years? That, 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 you can nobody's listening,
1: that. that Nobody's listening anymore. There are so many different ways to listen to music and the radio that uh, it's really diluted, I think, at this point. Um, it's, it's really changed quite a bit. There's a little radio station here in town where I live, WSQL. And I've been a part of that station for many, many years. In fact, I do the weather forecast every afternoon on that station. I record it ahead of time and it uh, gets played back twice an hour. So I'm on the station every day. I've had my podcast, it's been going on for 13 years, and there's a time warp song of the day every day, and the radio station plays it in morning drive and afternoon drive every day, as do hundreds of other people around the country and the world uh, play my stuff. Thanks to the World Wide Web, I'm heard all over the place. It's amazing. So that's kind of cool. And and of course, I have my own website, BartShore.com, where I have my one-hour weekly radio show that I do.
0: Yeah. So I I remember when I talked to you last time, it was the early years of your Time Warp um, content. And I remember you were distributing to a bunch of places. Has it grown since then?
1: Yeah, it does continue to grow. And the interesting thing about it is I really don't pursue making it grow. People come to me and ask, hey, I heard about your website. Can I play your show? And I'm like, yeah, okay. I was in... Um, england about I don't know, seven eight years ago and we went to some fair in the middle of nowhere and there was a radio station doing a remote and i said hey what kind of music you guys play and he said oh you know oldies that kind of thing i said hey i've got the perfect show for you here's my card next thing you know i'm on that radio station and then from that radio station in england somebody else heard it and put it on their station and it just kind of snowballs that way and that's been kind of fun uh, to see that happen
0: You're listening to the Radio Girl Podcast with Margaret Larkin. And thanks to Jeff Davis, who's at jeffdavis.com. And this interview is from a live stream that I did with Bart, and I will be interviewing more people via live stream. You can watch the live stream on the Radio Girl Facebook page and other places. Links are at radiogirl.us. When you got into radio, okay, um, you know, of course, they were broadcasting and there's a transmitter and stuff. And you played, you know, you uh, aired uh, your show from the board, et cetera. When you started out, like, what did you think radio was going to be like? You know, because it's changed so much over the years.
1: Well, I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I think when I started and I still have my radio idols, people who I look up to and think, wow, these these people were the best, and some of them still are. Like, uh, I'll give you Mitch Michaels as an example. I became friends with Mitch over the years, thankfully, and uh, what a great guy. And he was inspiration to me starting out, you know, way back when he was on WDAI, rocking in stereo. And uh, I I thought, wow, that's great. And there was another guy too named Jim Kerr. He works for iHeart in New York on the rock station there. And I follow him on Facebook, and what a great guy he is. I'm not really good friends with him, but we uh, talk every once in a while. And, and my all-time favorite guy on the radio, who's not on anymore, Fred Winston. I got to know Fred Winston. He's a friend of mine. We talk every once in a while, and he's just such an inspiration. And you know, it's great to know somebody like Fred Winston, John Landecker. I don't know him very well, but... We know each other and he's still on WGN uh, at night doing a show, which is kind of cool. So yeah. there's a few people out there that I looked up to in radio and now, you know, I'm like their peers. So that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I know that you um you started in Iowa, right? I did. Good man. And OK, see, a lot of people in smaller markets, whether it's radio or TV, they think their goal is to get into a really big market. And okay, so you worked in smaller markets, you worked in bigger markets, now you're in the Carolinas. And what do you think about that? Do you think it is better in a bigger market?
1: Well, you get paid more. So that's a reason. I moved to Iowa for two reasons, to go to school, and then I got a job there in radio, which is what I wanted to do to begin with. I never thought I would be working in Iowa radio, but um, I worked in Iowa for 11 years and I learned a lot. I started out doing overnights on a little AM station, 1450 KLWW, and then uh, moved to Iowa City, KRNA, which was a rock and FM station that was just getting underway. And I became the music director. I became the program director. I was the midday disc jockey, and I really achieved there. I did really well. Made all kinds of friends because back in those days, the record companies would come around with brand new albums and try and get us to play all the new music. And I made so many different friends doing that. And a lot of those guys are still my friends to this very day. And so that's been uh, really kind of cool, but so here I was in Iowa. And at the time I had gotten married, I had gotten divorced. I had a kid and, um, I have to tell you about my, my son, because he's, he's quite something, but, um, Oh my gosh, I am so freaking old, Margaret. It's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> well, you don't, but um, you don't. Well, no. People see people keep saying, "Oh, I'm old. I'm old." But really, to me, old is like in your 90s. I mean, you're so busy and you're so productive. So really, age well, doesn't matter. It only matters if people are, um, are you know, commit age discrimination.
1: I suppose. Uh, anyway, so I've been in Iowa for 11 years, and a few years before that, going to school. So I've been there. I don't know, like 14 years or something. So 10 years. KRNA, one year at KL. And I said, you know what? I need to get to Chicago. And back in those days, people were not hiring anybody from Iowa in Chicago. Why is I that? Do you know? Better, better chance if I was in Chicago and shop my stuff around all the stations there. And they said, when can you start? I could start today instead of two weeks from today or four weeks or whatever it would take for me to move from Iowa. So anyway, my I grew up in Wilmette and I moved back into my parents' house in uh, Wilmette in July of 1985 without a job by October 1st, I had two jobs. Wow. One was part-time at um, what's now Q101, whatever that is
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, WDKQX. Yeah. And I remember it was part-time and it was just like overnights or something. And I said to the, uh, guy who hired me i said what's this job pay and he goes i don't even know uh he goes hey, hey nick he was the music director and the after guy because they were after station he goes well what's after scale the program director didn't even know nick goes it's a 21.50 an hour this is in 1985 21.50 cents mm-hmm. an hour I went whoa that's okay for part-time mm-hmm. whoo sweet but as it turned out it was only part-time. It's like one or two shifts a week, four hours a shift, eight-hour weekday, uh, work week. I got a full-time job at WLAK. It was overnights, and it paid considerably more than that. So I took that and started my career in Chicago Radio at WLAK. And um, but, I've been on the air ever since.
0: But see, I thought that you are supposed to start in smaller markets. I mean, at least back in the day, you were supposed to start at smaller markets and then work your way up. I did. Yeah, but you were saying that they didn't want to hire from Iowa.
1: Well, that's just a, a thing. You know, people okay. weren't just like hiring from Iowa. I just saw the uh, new midday chick on WXRT came from Boston. So, I mean, you know, anything's right. possible nowadays. Yeah. And congratulations to her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, anything can happen. That's why I always say to people, it's not over till it's over. Because some people think I'm very frustrated, I want to leave. But sometimes there's something right around the corner. And this is not just in radio. This is in any kind of tough business, like any kind of entertainment business, you know?
1: I'm sure. I'm glad I don't have to worry about it anymore, you know?
0: (laughs) Well, because you're set, you're still working and you live in luxury right now and you don't have to deal with winters anymore. So, you know, you're (laughs) set. (laughs)
1: It's pretty nice. The weather is definitely better.
0: You mentioned your son. You said he's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, his name is Steven. He is using his... uh, mother's maiden name because of all kinds of reasons, but uh, his name is Steven Nesson and he's on WNYC in New York. That's public radio there.
0: Wow. What does he do?
1: It's a reporter on air.
0: That's incredible. I had no idea. Yeah. And yeah, so when you were growing up in met, were you on the Nutriar station? I assume you went to Nutriar. No,
1: I, I did go to Nutriar and WNTH was a place I just wasn't interested in at the time, remarkably.
0: Okay. But
1: uh, I wish I would
0: have. Did you know that you wanted to go into radio when you were really no, young? No. no. Whoa. Okay. So how did you? What happened?
1: You know what? I don't know exactly. <laughs> so long ago, um, I'm not really sure. I, you know what? I went to Columbia College. I think that's what did it. Um, so I took a bunch of courses there and um, was interested based on that. So that that's what got me going into it. I was interested in film and music and and radio, as it turned out. But okay. going to Columbia College—that's what uh, started me.
0: And so, now, do you have any advice for anybody who wants to go into radio or media or digital? Because now it's not just about broadcast radio, terrestrial.
1: Well, I think it's all about how you sound. Everybody wants to, you know, sound good or should sound good, and. Uh, you have to practice at it. You have to keep doing it over and over and over again. And now I've got this microphone right here. I've got uh, cool edit. I, I could do anything at home. It's cool. Incredible. edit. Okay. I, I mean, I, I don't, growing up did not have those opportunities, you know, and now anybody can do it from anywhere. I broadcast from this very room all across the world mm-hmm. on the radio, on my podcast, and anybody can do it. Anybody. It's monetizing it that uh, could be the problem. You know, the Time Warp Radio Show, I've been doing that for 13 years, and it costs me money to produce. I don't make a dime off of it. I just enjoy doing it, and it's a guilty pleasure of mine. But I've been doing it consistently. Uh, I've got a friend who does a podcast, but he does it when he feels like it, and it's not consistent. Mm -hmm. And I think if you want to, to have success at something like this, you have to be consistent. That's why every day I have a song of the day on my website at BartShore.com. And every weekend I have a one hour Time Warp radio show. And anybody can listen to any of this stuff all the way back 13 years. It's all on my website.
0: Anything else you'd like to say? Because this is, um, you know, people can listen to the previous podcast that we did years ago where we talk about your career and so forth. But anything else you want to say a decade later?
1: (laughs) Well, I, my advice to a lot of people who come to me and say, you know, I wish I could get a job. You just got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and never stop because nobody's going to come to you and go, hey, let me hire you. It doesn't work that way. You've got to put yourself out there and go for it.
0: Okay. Well, I guess I'll talk to you again sometime and maybe in another 10 years, it'll be some other kind of communication method. <laughs> Who knows? <Okay. laughs> Hopefully
1: you'll be able to talk to me in 10 years. You know, I'm going to be 69 in December, which just blows me away.
0: And do you, do you feel your
1: age? Sometimes. Yeah.
0: But 69 is a new 49. I had
1: COVID. I had COVID. I had COVID. And when? I, back in April.
0: Wow. Okay. And what yeah, was that like?
1: It was weird. Um, I never had a fever or anything, but I think it kind of uh, messed my balance up a little bit. And uh I became forgetful of certain things. I think I still am forgetful of certain things. And it just was really bad. And I still wear a mask when I go out into public places. and I, I don't trust that. I had all the shots and stuff. Boosters. Right. And I wear a mask, but uh, yet I still got COVID. And my wife got COVID, not from me, but from some wedding that we went to.
0: Were so, people wearing a mask at the wedding? No,
1: no, they weren't.
0: And yeah, well, that can do it because I went to a wedding, too, and a lot of people weren't wearing a mask and a lot of people got COVID. We didn't get it because we wore a mask and we social distanced. I mean, who knew that actually works? So there you go. But
1: yeah, but uh, COVID's a real thing. And I wouldn't be surprised if it uh, does us all in at some point.
0: Wow. OK, so you think a lot of people are going to get it? Oh,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: But it's interesting that you still had Would you say your symptoms were severe?
1: No, they weren't. Um, but I felt just off balance and uh, forgetful, and I made some mistakes at work that I normally wouldn't have made. I think because of my mind just being out there. Right. Uh, you know. Hopefully, it's settled down now. But uh, I well, still how do you feel now?
0: Cool. How do you uh, feel now? Well, like a month later?
1: A, a little weird. A little weird at times. Hmm. Uh, I'm more tired than usual. But okay. that could be from anything really.
0: Right. Well, it could be, you know, from the slow life down there and nature <laughs> yeah. and uh, less stress, you know? <laughs> well, I still oh, have yeah. to get
1: four in the morning, you know, to go to work. and That, that takes a lot out of you.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's another thing. Um, Logan Square. Um, how long did you live there for?
1: Oh, uh, like 30 years.
0: 30 Once. years. Wow. So you moved there when it wasn't exactly the nicest area in the city. It
1: was not. And uh, we bought our house on that block on Richmond Street that we live for $152,000, which was really high at the time. Mm -hmm. And my wife said to me at the time, she goes, you know, we're never going to get our money back out of this. Well, ha ha, we sure did. We didn't even put our house on the market to sell it. And it sold just by word of mouth.
0: Was it like an older, is it an older house or something? You know, it was built in the 1890s. Okay,
1: That's really why. Yeah. Wow. The uh, guy next to us bought his house in the 70s for 32,000 or 23,000, something ridiculous, you know. And so now those houses all sell for over a half a million dollars. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, in the 70s was really bad in Logan Square. In
1: parts, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'd say a lot of parts, and I'd say a lot of the northwest side and the north side, especially the northwest side. Um, it was pretty bad in the '70s, I'd say. Yeah, I like don't on. So but I,
1: I, it was an area I never went to. I never thought I would live there, but um, it was a great location, as it turned out, where we live. And it was like seven minutes from downtown in a car, mm-hmm. and uh, it's easy walking over to the Blue Line. And you know, we took advantage of it for sure. It was great.
0: Let me know what you think. Email me at margaret at radiogirl.us. You can also call or text me at 716-202-TALK. That's 8255. And like the Radio Girl Facebook page, you can find out about who's coming up next, see pictures, listen to audio, and more.